Welcome back to the Money Bear Podcast. This is your host, Chloe Daniels, better known as Clover Money Coach. And I love these episodes because they're so chill. And just talking to you guys about a money tip of the week that you can incorporate. And this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. I need to pull it up, actually. I had somebody reach out on Instagram with a very well thought out long question, essentially looking for some advice. And while I am not in the business of giving advice, I really focus on giving education so you can make your decisions for you. I thought this might be a good teaching moment for folks who are potentially in the same position. What would I do if I was in their situation? We're going to try it out. Let me know if you guys like this format. Let me know if you like hearing real people situations and me giving my opinion only on the situation. Because if so, we can do this more often. But if you're like, meh, wasn't relevant, didn't really enjoy it, you can also let me know on that front. So we will get started on that. But before we do in the quick tip episodes, we always do a little little life update. So let's start off with that. Uh, so as you guys know, if you listened to last week's podcast episode, I am officially in San Diego. I freaking love it. We arrived last week and I have already changed my mind again. So I have decided I'm actually going to go ahead and move here. <laughs> And I think that's partly because, one, I'm so tired of moving. I really just want to get started with settling in somewhere permanently, permanently in air quotes, like for the next several years. But what I got here, I noticed for the first couple of days, I was sad. And I was sad because I kept thinking, I'm going to have to leave here eventually. After the three months is up, I have to leave. And I, oh, I don't want to leave. And so the more and more I thought about it, I was like, let me think about this. Let me think about this a little bit more. Can I do it? Why am I forcing myself to move to Tucson? Yes, I love Tucson, but do I have to move there just because of money? And I kept thinking about it. And the same way that I came to the conclusion that I did indeed want to quit my full-time job in order to pursue the money bear and clothes bear full-time, I asked myself, when I die someday, will I be disappointed if I didn't at least try? And the answer is yes. So I feel pretty much the same way about San Diego. Someday I am going to die, and I don't want this to be something I wish I had done, that I wish I had just tried it, that I wish I had just taken the plunge because I really am happy here. I really do love it here, and it's got everything I want. The only thing it doesn't have is affordability, but I'm in a position where I can make it happen, even if that means cutting back on some other things. So I'm doing it. So we have the rental that I'm currently at for the next three months. So it'll end in August. And so that means next month, I'll probably start looking for an apartment, a long-term apartment. And I'm really excited. It's scary because for the last couple of months, I thought I would be planning to buy a home in Tucson because part of me really does want a single family home where I can spread out and have an office and not have to move if somebody were to sell it or whatever. But I want to live here more than I even want that. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm like not changing my mind this time because I'm going to start apartment hunting. <laughs> so I'm really excited. I'm excited that I don't have to leave. I'm excited that I can start the process of building my home here. And it just feels really good. It just it feels so good going to CrossFit this morning at the gym that I've been going to since last summer. Anytime I come out to San Diego, I'm just like, I got to stay here. Like it feels so freaking good. And I can't wait for Tarek to eventually join me out here as well. He left and went back to visit his mom for a bit. And then he's heading back to Illinois. And then he'll be here again in about a month and a half. 
And hopefully in the next six months to a year, he'll be able to join me out in San Diego and split rent with me because shit's expensive. But yeah, so life changed again and I'm no longer saving for a house. I'm moving my ass to San Diego. I'm so excited. I, I feel really good about this because I can always change my mind. I can always leave, but I want to take this opportunity to try it. Here we go. I'm bumped. Okay, that's the life update. Hopefully you guys aren't judging me too hard for changing my mind one million times because we all knew this was going to happen, didn't we? <laughs> There's a reason I booked three months in San Diego before going to Tucson. It's because I low-key really want to do this. All right, on to the listener write-in. The listener write-in came from Caitlin, and Caitlin had reached out to me on Instagram with the following message. Hi, my husband and I have been on the credit card hamster wheel for a little while. Here's our situation, and I just need some advice. Credit card number one, no interest until next May, $6,735, so $6,735. Credit card number two, $3,000. Mutual funds, $21,000, also used as an emergency fund if needed. Do I use the mutual funds to pay off one of the cards? I'm hesitant because of the capital gains tax, and it hasn't had much time to grow. This was also a life insurance policy from my dad who passed away, so I want to just keep it there. Side note, my husband and I are trying to have a baby. We just paid off another card, and that felt really good. We also have a vacation planned over the summer that will be about $3,500 as a last hoorah before we get pregnant and hunker down. Should I keep everything in the mutual funds? Should I pay it off? Should I just keep paying the payments each month and keep the mutual funds? Now, this is a huge disclaimer to everyone. This is the only information that I have from Caitlin. So that is how I will proceed with giving my opinion. But there are going to be instances where maybe something else may make sense. But this is why it is my opinion only. So we will get on to that. So I did do a follow-up question for her. I said, "Is the are the mutual funds inside of a brokerage or are they inside of a retirement account? She clarified it is inside of a brokerage, which means she can access it tax-free and penalty-free at any time. I'm sorry, not tax-free at any time, penalty-free at any time. And she had gotten the money from the life insurance from her dad when he passed and invested it and bought a house and put 20% down. They are planning for a baby and they want to get out of debt. And then she also sent me a bit of, it would say, or I'm sorry, it says, she also sent me a screenshot of her budget. Sorry, my brain just like totally <laughs> short-circuited. <laughs> okay, so I want to look at her budget real quick before I start giving some opinions here. Right now, their total income is about 10 grand, so $9,251. Their mortgage is $1,200. Very cheap. Love it. HOA is $75 a month. Water is $60. Electricity is 98 Energy is $20. Spectrum is $60. I assume that's like Wi-Fi or something. Cell phones, $180. Groceries are $600 between the two of them. Gas is $300. Hulu, $75. Let's see here. In red, I'm not sure what the event is, but it's $95. And then pet insurance, $230. Entertainment, $500. Let's see. Side hustle, $800. And then... Car insurance, $92. Health and fitness, $160. Life insurance, $77. Summer savings, $841. Okay, so total expenses is about $5,500. 
And that doesn't include like the minimum payments that they're making to their credit cards and their leftover income. It looks like, let me double check, income $2,500, but they've got a side hustle of $3,400 and it looks like an additional income of $3,300. So a total income, like I said, of $9,250,000. And what she's showing me here is after those expenses is there's about $3,700 left over a month. Again, that does not include those credit card payments. So first, congratulations on keeping those expenses low. Your expenses look really good. The only thing that like stood out to me is your cell phone bill. And this is so small. This is not a big deal at all. $180 for two lines. I'm assuming it's only two lines. You could look at going into something like Mint. There's a lot of good discount cell phone services out there. And I actually switched over. This is not an ad, but I do use Mint. I have worked with them in brand deals before, but I pay like $40 a month for unlimited everything. And I, you do have to buy your phone. So that might be why your cell phone bill is a little bit high, but I've had nothing but good luck with them. So something to think about. You guys could take that down by $100 a month. Again, not a big deal, but something that just stood out to me. Now, I want to highlight to everyone here, they have $3,700 left over each month because this person's taking on a side hustle. So they've got $3,400 of side hustle income in there as well, which fantastic. You're doing a great job. And the taxes that they're putting aside is that side hustle taxes is the $800 a month, which is great. They're saving that every month. And it sounds like they've got two individual accounts for entertainment that they put $500 in. So fantastic. There's a lot of stuff that you're doing really well here. Now, that $3,700, we got to decide what are we going to do with it. And let's take a look here. She also sent me a screenshot of their current investments. Oh, you guys are with Edward Jones. Can I give you a little warning about Edward Jones? I don't like Edward Jones. Edward Jones charges some of the highest fees and they have some of the least trained financial advisors I have ever seen in the industry. So I would be wary of using Edward Jones. I would consider potentially managing things on your own or using a robo-advisor where you'll go from paying about a 1% plus fee down to a 0.025% fee. If you go with a robo-advisor or if you do something like target date funds, you could even pay even less in fees, assuming you don't know how to invest right now, which is why you're using a financial advisor. But Edward Jones is one of my least favorites. Just got to put that out there. But I'm not sure how old you guys are. You're doing really well on the investments front. So we've got over $11,000 in Roth IRAs. We've got twenty six, twenty seven thousand in a joint brokerage account, which includes that inheritance that you got from the life insurance policy. So between the two of you, that's what about thirty? Let's see, forty thousand ish. Yeah, about forty thousand in terms of investments. I don't know if you've got anything in your four hundred one ks or four hundred three bs, but just want to throw in some numbers here. If you guys are contributing, let's say, $500 a month, and let's say you're in your early 30s, so let's say you have 30 more years to invest, let's look at a 7% average annual return. You're on track right now for about or I'm sorry, $871,000 by retirement, which is a little bit low depending on what your spending is and depending on what you want to be at in retirement. So something to think about from the investment perspective, you might want to be looking at ramping those up a little bit. But 
Let's get back to, and that was assuming a 7% average annual return, but let's get back to your current situation and the reason that you reached out in the first place. You've got this credit card debt. You've also got the mutual funds. Right now, based off of what you're on track for retirement at a 7% average annual return, which likely is probably a little generous if you continue using an Edwards Jones financial advisor, because you've got to take keep in mind that that's going to be cut down by the fees that you're paying. So you may be paying closer to, or you may be getting an average annual return of 1% less, maybe around 6%, which would put you at, instead of $871,000, it put you at about $700,000, which is $170,000 difference. So something to keep in mind. But because of where you're at currently, I would say I wouldn't want to pull the money out of the mutual funds to pay off that credit card debt because here's the thing. You have $3,700 extra a month that could be going to your credit card debt. You've got no interest on the credit card for the $6,700 until next May. And then you've got the second credit card at three grand. That second credit card that has interest that you're paying on it right now, you could wipe that out in a month. That's what I would do. I would absolutely wipe that out. Stop paying interest on that. You don't need to be paying interest on that if you have 3700 extra dollars a month to pay off that credit card. So wipe that out is what I would do. And then for the May credit card, you could wipe that out in two months. So it could take you three months to be completely credit card debt free. That's amazing. Three months. And then let's say after that three months you get pregnant, then you start saving for your baby. Maybe that's a 10 grand savings account that you want to have set aside for the hospital expenses and the expenses that come with having a baby. And maybe your side hustle income won't be coming in as much as your, I was going to say managing a newborn, as you're mothering a newborn. But nine months, so let's say you, you for the next three months, go hard on paying off that credit card debt and then you're debt-free, credit card debt-free in three months. Then Let's say you get pregnant at the end of that three months, you have nine months to save for that baby. And if you have $3,700 extra a month, that's a significant amount of savings. You don't even, I mean, I don't think you really need to save more than 10 grand for a baby coming in. And then you could focus on, let's save partial of, of this $3,700 a month for the baby's expenses and things that are going to come up along the way. But then the rest of the money we can be investing and saving for our futures. Because I do think based off those numbers. And again, I don't know if you have anything in your 401k or 403b, but the numbers that I have, assuming you're in your early 30s, you're not necessarily on track for retirement yet. So I would be looking at ramping up those investments as soon as you can. Even if that's just getting started with the monthly habit of doing $200. I didn't see in the budget where if you have a consistent investing happening, uh, maybe you do, but I would certainly try to make that happen. So whether that's increasing your 401k contributions or whether that is maxing out that Roth IRA or traditional IRA, I think that is something that should be a priority, especially if you are in your earlier years of earning. It's going to make a really big difference over the long term. So let's recap. I personally would not touch the money in the mutual funds. You have extra income every single month to pay off those credit cards. One of them is completely no interest. So I would pay that crap off. Okay. You've got about 10 grand in credit card debt. Pay it off. That'll take you three months if you use all $3,700. Three months. That's it. And the beauty is that one credit card is not growing. Now, the reason some of you maybe think, why are we prioritizing that other credit card? It's because they have so much money left over at each month for discretionary income. So if you are 
paying that off in three months' time, you're not going to have to worry about that 0% APR credit card becoming a 30% APR credit card at the end of the period. You could, if you really wanted to use that money to super start your savings or invest a ton of money, you could spread the $6,700 out like as a monthly payment, not use that credit card, but as a monthly payment for it to be paid off by next May. But in my mind, I'm like, why risk it? Just wipe that thing out because it's only going to take you a couple of months to wipe it out. If it was going to take you six months to wipe it off, then I would be like, eh, yeah, let's like, let's spread it out a little bit longer. But the key here is whenever we're dealing with a 0% APR credit card, those things shoot up so high after that introductory rate that you want to make sure that no matter what, that 0% card is paid off by the time that promo period is over. So that is why I would prioritize it. You don't need to take the money out of the mutual funds because as you said, you will have to pay taxes in it. And right now, you, don't, you it's going to be hard to make that up. It's going to be hard to, for you to then take that money and make up for what it could have been in retirement had you just kept it in there. So plus, we don't want to get into the habit of pulling out of our emergency fund or pulling out of our retirement funds for things that we don't need to be pulling out for. So we want to keep it in for retirement. Now, I just me saying that made me realize that you said that we're also using those mutual funds as an emergency fund. So I'm changing the order a little bit. I really want you guys to work on an emergency fund, okay? So that $3,700 a month, that is extra. First, wipe out that credit card debt that you've got interest on. It's only going to take you a month and you will still have $700 left over, but start saving an emergency fund. So if you have $3,700 a month, maybe take $200 of that and put it aside in an emergency fund and the rest of it use to pay off that credit card debt. Again, you're going to be credit card debt free in three months. And then start saving cash for the emergency fund and the baby fund, okay? So if you have nine months to save for the baby and for your emergency fund, let's say you do that for nine months, $3,700. Let's just take off $200 because we know stuff happens. That's $3,500 a month, right? Times by nine, you could have $32,000 almost saved by the time this baby comes. Half of that, more than half of that could be an emergency fund, like 20 grand of that could be an emergency fund. And then the eleven of the $12,000 left over could be your baby fund. Now, you mentioned that you've got your summer vacation that's coming up at $3,500. Even if you, so let's say we got $3,200 even or $32,000. If you take out $3,500 or set aside $3,500 out of that $32,000, you still have $28,000 saved. And that, again, can be your emergency fund and your baby fund. So that's what I would say. All right. I think you are, you are in this position where you do have this extra income. Now it's like, all right, let's use it wisely. Leave the mutual funds alone. If it were me, I would leave the mutual funds alone. I would use that $3,700 $3, extra a month that you have available to you and pay those credit cards off ASAP. Then as soon as you're done paying those credit cards off in three months, you're going to start saving that $3,700 a month. Now, that's for the baby. While that's happening, so even if, let's say we get you investing like $200 a month as well. So if you have that $3,700 a month and we're putting $200 aside in our investments, you still have that $3,500. 
that's still going to get you to almost 30 grand by the time that baby comes. So that's the priority I would go in if it were me. Wipe that credit card debt out. You don't need it. You make too much money to have that sitting there. Build that emergency fund and then build that baby fund. And while you're doing all of that, take a small amount and start Start just making it automatic where it's going into your investments so that you don't have to think about it and that you're doing it, even though you've got all these other things going on. It's so easy to get overwhelmed with our finances, which is why we want to automate stuff. If we can think, okay, if I was charged $100 or $200 fee every month, I would figure out a way to make it work, right? We'll do that with your investments. So I, like I said, I don't know if you're doing any other investing. I don't know if you've got your 403B or what, whatever else. But if you don't, or even if you do, I would say try to loop that in there so that you can start really getting that stuff paid off. All right, my friends, I think that's pretty much it there. The good news is you're going to be credit card debt free in two months. You got this. And the baby, you're going to have that too. So set that money aside, get that emergency fund popping. You need that emergency fund. And, and I hope this was helpful. If you guys have any questions, if you would like to be featured on this segment, if you didn't like this, if you thought it wasn't fun, let me know. You can send me a message on Instagram at Clover Money Coach or at The Money Bear. Or if you loved it and you're like, I want more stuff like this, let us know in the reviews. Go rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, if you would like your chance to be featured, you can email us at contact at clobear.com. So I think that's it, my friends. All right. I appreciate all of you and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Money Bear podcast. If you've made it this far, do us a favor, take two seconds, rate, review, and subscribe. It seriously means the world to me. And if you just take a sec to do that, I will appreciate you endlessly. And if you do, let me know on Instagram and I'll thank you personally. So got that. And of course, since we were talking about anything financial on this show, please note that nothing on this show is intended as financial advice. I don't know you, unfortunately. And because of that, I cannot tell you what to do with your money. You got to work with a financial professional who knows your situation, who is preferably a fiduciary. And keep in mind that everything that we talk about on this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It's all my opinion. So There's that. If you want to see our full terms and conditions, head on over to the show notes. And while you're there, we've got free resources for you to get started on your money journey down in the show notes as well, including a free guide to help you with your budgeting templates and budgeting tutorials and investing 101, understanding the different accounts that are out there. All that good stuff is inside of my free guide, which is also available at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash guide. If you're ready to take our relationship to the next level, I am also hosting a monthly investing class. And that investing class, you can find the times we're offering it this month at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash webinar. That link is in the show notes as well. And that's where you have the chance to meet me live and ask those money questions live. It's a good time. We've had over 20,000 people as of recording this join or register. And uh, yeah, it's always nice to meet you guys. So I hope to see you there again. All that is available down in the show notes. So thank you again for coming and listening. I appreciate you and I'll see you next week.